Welcome to the College Prep Genius Radio Show, where we can answer all your questions about getting college for free. Today, your host is Jean Burke, the author of College Prep Genius, The No-Brainer Way to SAT Success, and you can find her at collegeprepgenius.com. And I'm the moderator, Felice Gerwitz. Welcome. everyone and welcome. My name is Felice Gerwitz and today we are getting ready for an episode of College Prep Genius. You can find the show notes at collegeprepgenius.com forward slash podcast. And our topic today, uh, this is episode 53, is a checklist for choosing a college. And with me on the line is Mrs. collegeprepgenius.com herself, Jean Burke. Welcome, Jean. Thanks, Felice. Thanks for having me. Well, Jean, tell our listeners um, what you were telling me about being a Fox News contributor. I'm really excited that you get to do this. You know, I feel really blessed that, uh, you know, I not only do get to speak at a lot of conferences, but I've been able to do a lot of national television shows and radio shows, and I'm actually a Fox News contributor, which means I get to do some really cool uh, episodes with some really smart celebrity-type people, and uh, yesterday I was on actually Fox on Family with Lisa Brady, and that was really great because I, it, it, it far reaches, of course, the homeschooling community, and, it's, you know, I'm able to share my information with, you know, people from, you know, all walks of life, so it, it's great to do it. Uh, I like to put that on my resume. It sounds like I'm a really smart person, but not really, so. <laughs> it's, oh, you it are. Sounds like I'm... <laughs> Sounds like I'm a celebrity, but I'm not. So that's that's really cool, and I, and I love doing that. So, uh, but I also love being on Ultimate Homeschool Radio Show. So, uh, I'm not going to forget the little people, okay? <laughs> right, right. <laughs> yeah, don't forget us. We knew us when. Well, today we're going to talk about uh, choosing a college, and obviously you've done this very successfully with your children. And you're going to give us because um, we're in the midst of this right now with my son. Um, one of the things he's looking at, obviously, is going to be baseball and playing. Um, also, he has some um, – he goes to a state college as a dual-enrolled student. So the big quandary is do we get a two-year degree or do we just see what credits will transfer, especially if you're going out of state. They don't always transfer from a, a state college if you don't have that two-year degree, but we also can't preclude, you know, the – playing baseball for four years of eligibility. So this is blowing my mind. So um, as we're doing this podcast, I'm going to be listening carefully and taking notes, and those notes will appear on our show notes um, on the website. So let's first of all talk about a college search. Where do we start, Jane? Well, you know, once you've made that decision that your child is college-bound, then, of course, the next thing is deciding where to go. And I think most people think of the three top things. I'm going to go over, you know, a lot of uh, things that you should think about as a checklist. But most people think of the the location, the cost, and the size of the school. You know, not including the military, there, there really are three main educational options after high school, being the community college or junior college, uh, four-year university, and then some kind of technical school. Um, but you know what? I guess the the goal depends on, you know, what are your personal goals for education, uh, deciding the type of school, and really some some key things that I'm going to share in a moment. And I think every family has, a, you know, a different input 
Uh, ultimately, I think it comes down to the students. I remember my son saying, oh, you know, he had so many options because when he got a, became National Marriage Scholar, he had, you know, seven trash bags of just information and letters sent to him from colleges across the nation. And I remember at one point he looked at me, Mom, he said, Mom, just tell me where to go. And, you know, and I was like, Josh, I, you know, I can't do that, but I, I will stand, I will fast, and I'll pray with you. And so ultimately I think it should come down to the student. Uh, parents certainly should have their input. But there's things to consider uh, when it comes to uh, choosing the colleges, you know, weighing out the advantages, the disadvantages. Uh, when you are looking at schools, though, I think certainly make a list of personal criteria for your future college, uh, deciding the size of the school, what you're comfortable. Some people, you know, want a certain size school. And I, I don't blame them. You know, one of the things my son uh, had, he had a criterion uh, when he was looking at colleges, and he had three things that, that had to come to play. Number one, it he wanted a small school, so he wasn't really thrilled about going to something like a Texas A&M, which had about 45,000 people at the time. Uh, he wanted uh, to be a private Christian school. Um, and then the third criterion that he had was it, it couldn't be cold. So <laughs> you like my kids. <laughs> yeah. So I know you're from you know, Texas. I'm from That's right. So there went Harvard out the window right there. So that's okay. You know, youth is wasting the wrong people. But I think that uh, by not understanding uh, that there's so by understanding there's so many different things to think about, I want to talk about, you know, choosing a school. Uh, you know, research, of course, is the key. You know, once you've kind of made a list of what you want out of a college, then, then you can kind of start doing your homework. You know, this is the thing. There are great schools all across our nation, even around the world. And I think students should not get their sights stuck on just one particular school or one type of school. I think that if they will branch out, they might be pleasantly surprised in what they ultimately choose. So I think mm -hmm. a good place to start, of course, you're talking about the college search, is um, on the Internet. Um, it, it gives you a good idea of what's out there, how to familiarize yourself with the websites. Uh, talking to your friends and family and mentors, you know, about what you're thinking about uh, in, in a college, you know, what your particular interests are. And, of course, you know, we're going to talk about later on about visiting the local college. And I think that's really a key if you're able to, to show up on campus and spend some time there. So keeping all this in your career, college and career notebook is very, very important. So hopefully researching some of the best schools in each field uh, understand there's many, many schools, but don't just go with the ones that have their name recognition. I mean, they, they may be great schools, uh, but, you know, we're talking there's nearly 5,000 colleges here in America. And so there's just an, uh, an array of uh, an assortment of, you know, different schools of all shapes and sizes. So keep that in mind. I think some people get stuck in their ways and say, okay, you know, this is the kind of school, you know, this is my safe school. This is my reach school. This is my dream school. But once you, you know, once you do this, once you print out the application, you know, for the any kind of supplemental materials, you can always request more information. You can request it via your the internet, via your email, uh, in the mail. Sometimes it's better to get something in the mail. I, I think the internet is great, and we can get sort of a virtual kind of view of the college. But sometimes getting those brochures in your hand, and you can kind of go through them and get a better feel, is really a good idea. So I want to talk about, uh, you know, as you start looking for college, if you're, if you're looking for, let's say, uh, a dream school, then and it doesn't work out, then, you know, 
get, mark it off your list and, and look at another school. I mean, there is a perfect fit for everyone. It's the one that's best for you. And so I do want to talk about if you are, let's say you're starting on the Internet, where do you begin? You know, you're doing your background at work. You're doing your homework, uh, looking at their sites. Well, where do you start? The school, you can start at a school, but you can also go to some of these websites. Uh, the College Board has a great resource uh, for college search. There's a site called collegematch.com. And one of the best sites that you can go to, and I love this one, and that is actually the U.S. Department of Education. And you can go to what they have what's called the College Navigator. So if you go to www.nc es.ed.gov forward slash college navigator. It can take you through all the colleges, uh, the regions where they're located, the the what they major, the major fields of study are, and that can really help you to to narrow down it as well. So just looking, just kind of getting an idea of where to start is probably the first thing that that you that. Uh, will get you going because I think sometimes it's overwhelming to think, oh, my gosh, where do, where do I start? Well, just kind of start looking. If you already know your major, though, the great thing about the College Navigator is you, you can start right there, and it can narrow down schools for you. And I, I think we talked about this before, Felice, but one of the best resources that I have found over the years is the website capex.com, and that is C-A-P-P-E-X.com. That's a site where you can actually go in there, and put in your own personal information, as in like your rankings and your SAT score, and and then list the call the college or colleges that you're considering, and it will actually create a profile for you, and it will show you all the students who were, how many students were accepted, how many students were denied, with your same criterion, and you might think you know you may have a particular school in mind, and you put in your information and find out that maybe you're 300 points below on your SAT score just to get into the college. So that'll give you a good baseline to where, you, where you'll start as far as, you know, raising your score so that you can get into college and certainly hire for more for, for scholarship money. Very good. And that gives um, our listeners several places to look. We're going to take a really quick commercial break. And when we come back, uh, you are going to be sharing some more information with us uh, for our listeners. We'll be right back. With College Prep Genius, free college can happen to you. That's right. It's never too early to start thinking about test prep to secure your future. Imagine getting free tuition, room, and board, free grad school, and more based on your SAT score. College Prep Genius is the key to free. This award-winning, nationally-featured program teaches students the logic behind the SAT, You'll learn to answer every question in 30 seconds. Raise your score as much as 600 points and go to the college of your dreams for free. Visit collegeprepgenius.com to know more. Well, hey, everyone, and welcome back. This is Felice Gerwitz with Jean Burke. This is Episode 53, The Checklist for Choosing a College, and as usual, uh, Jean has given us some wonderful information uh, for your student in order to start searching for a college uh, that they uh, would like to attend. And also, uh, we have a lot of the past broadcasts at collegeprepgenius.com forward slash 
podcast that you can listen to in the archives and um, do us a favor, go to iTunes. Uh, you can find that again by going to the uh, website uh, that I just gave you, collegeprepgenius.com forward slash podcast, and there's a little iTunes uh, little graphic, and you can click on that and subscribe. Um, or if you have a podcast app on your cell phone, you can do it that way. And go over and give Jean a rating. Um, we've been remiss in asking for that, and we would love to have you rate her podcast on iTunes. And what that does is two things. Number one, it tells Jean that her hundreds of listeners, which we know she has by her stats, you know, are, are actually, um, you know, listening and, and give her some feedback. And the second is it helps others to find great shows like these as well as those on the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. Well, Jean, um, this is some really good information. And, again, some of those uh, .coms you gave us will be available um, on the show notes on Episode 55. So um, when we left off, you were giving us some website information uh, to go check out. Are there other other places to go? Oh, absolutely. You can, uh, besides the website, uh, there's so many different uh, sites that are specific just for looking for college. There's a great one. If you'll go to usnews.com forward slash best dash colleges forward slash rankings. This is one of those sites that I often talk about when I when I teach people how to ACSAT uh, because, you know, as we said as many times, you know, colleges get their rankings because of test scores, and mm-hmm. 85% of colleges will admit and give you money just on your score alone. And so when you go to this site, you're going to see the rankings of colleges from number one all the way down to the very last one. And, of course, you're going to see your Harvards and your Princetons at the top, and they are there based on their test scores. People talk about, you know, how, how do these colleges, these Ivy Leagues, or these top-tier schools get up there? Well, that's how they do it. And that's why, you know, I'm such a big believer in, you know, learning how to ace the test because if you want to go to a school and you want to get some money, you know, you're going to very often get hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars of offers just based on a high test score. And that's, that there alone, that particular site is going to show you uh, the, the highest-ranked schools based on their test scores. But I also want to talk about, you know, when you're choosing a college, size matters because the size matters depending on what your your child wants. Like I told you earlier, my son didn't want to go to a large school. I think when you're thinking about a small school, it's probably going to be somewhere between around 5,000 or less students. A medium school would be more along the lines of five to 15,000. And then, of course, a larger school would be between the fifty to thirty thousand range, and then I guess a huge school is is going to be thirty thousand or more. And I I think A and M right now has somebody told me the other day they had close they have close to sixty thousand as opposed to the forty five thousand when my son was looking at wow. it years ago. Uh, but you know what? When you when you are choosing a school, I think the size depends on your personality and, and your particular goals for yourself. You know, smaller colleges allow you to get to know how, you know, many of your fellow students as well as the faculty. Uh, they tend to be more private liberal arts schools. Uh, because of their size, they're often limited in resources options that are available. But conversely, huge schools can offer a tremendous number of options on both disciplines of study and extracurricular activities. 
So depending on, you know, what your goals are makes a difference on which school type you choose. Uh, let me give you this kind of a, sort of a checklist between a large versus a small school. When you're thinking about a large school, uh, you're definitely going to have more areas of specialized study. Uh, certainly there's going to be more courses in each area of study. You do tend to have that anonymity. You know, if you want to be one of 150 people in a room and nobody knows who you are, you know, you could do that at, at a large school. There, there tends to be greater ranges of activities and organizations, often the Greek life, or you tend to find at bigger schools. Uh, certainly they have larger libraries and, you know, more laboratory facilities, and, and often they have graduate departments at some of the bigger schools. On the flip side of that, if you're looking into maybe a small school, you're going to find that it tends to have more personal atmosphere. Certainly the classes are going to be smaller, which gives you more discussion for interaction with your professors. You have a greater chance for individual participation, easier access to the faculty. You know, you can distinguish yourself with the professors, and they have more flexible programs. So I think, you know, what – I think there's no one size fits all. You have to figure out what is best for you. And certainly that environment, so the location not only can influence your experience, things like climate or the size of the town or the distance from home, all are big influencers on where you choose to go. Some some locations attributes, attributes might not bother you as much as it would someone else. I mean, I know some mm-hmm. schools, they're kind of in a sort of a podunk area, and you have to maybe drive an hour to the biggest city. For some students, that's fine. But then there's some students who, who constantly want to uh, be in a, a situation where there there is a nightlife and there there are there's a lot of happening places. So that's certainly something to consider. And you know, I my my son liked snow, but he didn't like six months of snow, you know. And so it was a huge turnoff for any school that was in some sort of climate that was cold, as we were talking about earlier. So that's some questions to kind of ask yourself you know, what's the climate like and, you know, is it located in a big city or small city or rural area? What type of activities does the area, you know, locations offer? You know, what's the culture like? Things like that. And so I think it's really, really important that students weigh all these things out because what you don't want to do is, you know, get to college and, you know, realize that, wow, I am, you know, I am a 10-hour flight uh, or ten hour drive and a two hour flight from home, and I really need to go home more often or or vice versa, so you know how far is the college from my house is a major factor. Some kids want to be as far away as possible, and then there's some <laughs> kids that want it to be um more accessible to go to college yeah. so you know and, just, and I think and you have this experience too with your kids too, yeah, I wanted to share that really quick because my daughter said the same thing she's not going where it's cold and you know, she was adamant about that, but she and not not to be too far away. And a school was pursuing her, um, you know, like a year ahead of time that I didn't know, because uh, that wasn't one of her options, and I was fine with that. But um, the coach ended up tracking her down and calling her, and I got a text from my husband, pray, you know, there's a coach tracked Annie down. Well, the end of the story is. Um, it's in a, it's not super cold, but it is super far. So, um, you know, she ended up, um, in Maryland and she ended up with a 17 hour car drive, um, with her mom wanting to stop on the way when we go. 
uh, she and her brother, you know, could make it back in a day. And I think they did the one at Christmas time, which I wasn't super pleased with, but uh, they left mm-hmm. early enough in the morning. So they, you know, they're, like you said, <laughs> the youth is, can do things that we can't do, get up at three in the morning to drive home. But, um, but the thing that happened uh, was that we found really cheap flights, like I can fly in if I don't take a carry-on, you know, with Spirit Air or one of those for like 38 or $48, you know, one way. So it is doable, and um, we, we just flew her home one time um, over Thanksgiving and Easter. She'll go to my sister-in-law. It's going to last about two and a half hours away. So your kids will... Um, be adaptable, especially because the base, the softball program um, was really good there. And so the coach was great and the girls were great. So, you know, that, that changed. She's still planning to come back to Florida after her two years there. So, you know, and, and what I, I'm laughing at is you're telling me this because I know because, you know, Jean is a friend of mine. But your son um, and daughter, I think, are moving to New York, which is not – it's cold there. <laughs> you know, he wouldn't go to a school where it's cold, but now he's taking a job in a in a city that's freezing, you know, a lot of the time. So yeah, I know, it's amazing I how know. They'll, they'll change, you know, right? They, and, no, it, you're right. It's so funny. They both lived on the West Coast. They both lived in L.A., at one point, and now they're both going to end up in New York, which is fun. You know, are they both from West Coast to East Coast? And that's okay. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I love their independent spirits. One of the things that, you know, I, and I was sharing when I was on um, the Fox and Family show yesterday, um, she had asked, we did a, a show about homeschooling, and she was very curious about it and asking me questions. And I said, you know, one of the things I love about homeschooling is not only the relationship that you have with your kids that you just you can't buy that anywhere, but you, you do teach these kids to be independent thinkers and to stand on their own, and they're not these robots that kind of follow a crowd. And so we can raise kids that can just go, hey, I think I'm going to go to L.A. Hey, I think I'm going to go to New York, and that's okay. You know, how adventurous. I mean, I think we all look back on our youth and think, wow, I wish I was a little bit more adventurous and did a few more things. Um, so I think that that's kind of comes with the territory. So yeah, they, they both will be in New York. It'll be really, uh, you know, I fun to, to go to Macy's parade, you know, on Thanksgiving and, uh, you know, celebrate there. That, that'll be a great, great feature. So pretty excited. So yeah, you guys are, are so flexible. So that's great. Okay. So we're, we're down to, um, you know, not as much time left as I'd love to have. So, you know, other than, you know, we've we've gone over quite a few things, you know, where to look, the type of school, college searches online, school criteria. Um, what about um, something that you offer, uh, Jean, in your high school uh, prep genius book? You have a college worksheet and application checklist. And I have this book, so I'm already a step ahead. So tell the listeners <laughs> about that, what, what that, what that uh, worksheet and application uh, can help them with. It, it covers about 50 things to look for, and, I, and I'll, I'll touch on a few of them. Uh, I think, like I said earlier, most people think of only the three big things when it comes to choosing a college. They think of price. They think of location. They think of the size of the school. But really, there's so, so much more. And let me talk about a couple of things as well. But in the book, it does have it. It does have a downloadable worksheet that you can fill out, and you can compare the colleges. Uh, 
certainly when we're talking about location, you, you really do not only have to notate where it's at, but like we said earlier, how far from home is it? And is that going to be a deal breaker? You know, there are some, mm-hmm. some students who they, they may love the college as a whole, but if it's something that they can't readily get home to on the weekends, you know, it could be, you know, it might hinder their, their actual studying because they really are missing home so much. So I think you do need to think about that. Uh, when we're talking about the size, not only um, the physical size of the college, you know, how many buildings there are, how many blocks does it span, uh, but the, the, the enrollment of the students and, you know, is, is this a 5,000 enrollment or a 1,200 or a 22,000, whatever. But one of the things about the cost of school, I think a lot of people don't realize that you're, we're not just talking tuition. One of the things that you need when you're comparing and you're, you've got your top 10 colleges and you're starting to narrow it down and you're putting them side by side. And keep in mind, too, the more expensive schools have more money to give out. I think a lot of people think the opposite, and they start looking for the cheaper schools. Well, again, they have less money, less endowments. So it actually will behoove you um, to go to look at look at some of the more expensive schools. There's a great website called Tuition Tracker, and I think it's one of those things that you need to look at because you might be surprised how affordable a private school would be as opposed to maybe a public school. But when you are looking at the cost of school, go beyond just thinking of the tuition. There's, there are going to be fees. There's going to be the cost for room and board, whether it's a dorm or suite or an apartment. Transportation, you know, one of the, the biggest money savers that you can do for your kids in college is them, for them not to take a car because one of the biggest revenues that colleges actually accrue is parking tickets, believe it or not. <laughs> and they make a I lot of money. They make a lot of money. And so, you know, sometimes not having a car, maybe taking a bicycle or a scooter or something uh, could be more beneficial. But it, the price can really add up, especially if you have to pay for parking or you do get tickets or just gasoline in general. And, and keep in mind, too, if you're the one with a car, everybody's going to be your friend and everybody wants to go yep. somewhere. So that keep that, that in mind. Um, <laughs> it does. I mean, application fees, you know, when you're applying for colleges, they generally will charge you. Now, you can get those waived in many, many cases, uh, but they're there, so watch out. Uh, one of the biggest things to think about when it comes to school is the affiliation. In other words, is it a public school or a private or more of a proprietary school? Uh, this is important because, again, costs can weigh in. Uh, associations can weigh in and uh, you know there's some great schools and if you know if you're if you're a a person of faith you know a Christ follower uh, believe it or not you know there are many many great public schools that have a lot of great programs like Baptist Student Unions and other sort of uh, organizations that Mm -hmm. that you can find and finding your like-minded friends so don't just necessarily think of a of a private Christian school uh, to look for your child to go to if they if if that's the atmosphere you're you're looking for because I I remember my son coming home, gosh he had only been in school for a couple of months and he just came home and I, he they went in with their wise their eyes wide open knowing that not everybody you know at at, at a Christian school is a Christian and he just came home and told right. me some stories of things that were going on in his dorm and uh, it, and it happened so you've got to, you know you've got to teach your kids. 
uh, to, you know, to go to college on their own faith, not your faith, and have their own testimonial so that they can withstand, you know, no matter where they go to school, whether it is a public or private school. So that's really important. The, the environment, uh, as far as the type of school, whether you're going to a two-year school, like kind of like Annie's doing, or a four-year mm-hmm. university, you know, is it urban or rural uh, locations, closest town, religious affiliation. And, and I think, you know, I think in one of my other podcasts, I, I talk about diversity and how, you know, schools are looking for not only well-rounded students, they're looking for well-rounded classes. And what I mean by that is if, you know, if you're, for example, a Protestant, you know, maybe look for a Catholic school or vice versa. If you are uh, living on the East Coast, look for a school on the West Coast. If, if, you know, if, if you, you know, if you're a male, you know, look for a school that's predominantly female. I mean, these are the kind of things that the colleges are looking for, and they, they're willing to pay for it. They're willing to give you the kind of scholarship money because you're going to bring in that diversification that they love. And they love to be able to promote that as well. So keep keep that in mind. Um, think about the uh, admissions requirements. You know what are the what are the deadlines? What what kind of tests are required? Is is it the SAT, the ACT, which every college takes either one? If you're going to go to a junior college, it might be more of an AccuPlacer or placement test. What are the average test scores at that school? Because again. If their average, let's, let's say if their average test score is um, 1050 on the SAT and you have a 1350, what happens is they will begin to kind of roll out that red carpet for you because what you're going to do with that score is going to bring their overall average up, which, of course, is going to bring them up higher on the rankings and can mean a lot more money for you. See what kind of, um, you know, special requirements that you actually need to go to that school. Some, some schools require essays some schools require a lot of letters of recommendation you know it just it just varies and then you know there's there's so many things to think about but but kind of the last thing i want to touch on this on this worksheet uh checklist is the kind of facilities that they have right there on campus we often don't think about you know is there campus security i mean if you have a daughter and you know she's walking across campus at night you know is there someone there that is looking out for your child you know, is there a clinic or, or sort of a doctor's office there if your child were to get sick? You know, recreational. Do they have a gym on site? Maybe your child loves to work out, and, and you don't, and you don't want them necessarily going off campus to some, you know, you know, fitness place. So these are the kind of things that that you have to think about beyond the top three. And I think by just having a checklist in front of you, and by taking all the schools that you're looking at, and a lot of the information you can get from their website. They'll mm-hmm. disclose, you know, what's all there. But just putting them side by side next to each other can kind of uh, give you a visual of what might be a deal breaker. You know, if there's something right. that you, you know, if you absolutely want a Greek life or a social club, as in, you know, uh, Beta or Kappa Chi or Tri Chi or any of these, you know, Delta Chi, you know, if that's something that really is something that you want to be involved in, then notate that down because I think that, you could have a school that has everything but maybe missing that one element, and that might be the thing that, as you know, that's really probably going to, I'm going to probably mark that one off my list. Or, or the mm-hmm. flip side, they may have so many great other options that really that becomes, uh, you know, less of a priority. Right. And that's the thing, too. Uh, it, it did help that the school at Ann we visited had like a $35 million new gym. 
facility for, <laughs> for you know, I mean, her her area where they um, hang out during the day so she doesn't have to go back to her apartment is just gorgeous, you know. So she can stay there between classes and actually study and not even have to go to the library and there's a place to eat and whatever. So that was, that did help. But, but you're right because the hidden cost for us was travel, obviously, which we haven't really done a whole lot of. And the second aspect was apartment because, you know, she's sharing one with a roommate. And yet the costs were very similar to what a dorm would be. So it wasn't like it was out of sight because, again, it's not in a major city. It's in a rural area. And uh, security was important. And there are several uh, police officers who live, one downstairs from her and one to the right of her apartment. So, you know, it, it's amazing how God provided and, and the church that um, she goes to is like three minutes from her house, you know. And so it's, you know, it just, it all worked out. So, you know, we're faithful people and we'll pray and and, um, and right now in the process of praying for my son and then in a year, um, actually he goes and she comes back. So we'll see where he ends up. Uh, but it is always ongoing. And then, of course, majors and academic requirements. We don't have a ton of time, Jean, but just touch on that. Sure. When you talk about your fields and majors of study, I think so many schools have a diverse selection of programs. And, you know, some offer broad majors such as English or elementary education. Um, and then there are the ones that are very specific, like American diplomacy or early Middle Eastern history. So depending, you know, on what your major is, and or you may not even know. I mean, I think most people change them several times anyways. But if you do have a good idea, some of these websites I gave earlier really can help you kind of hone in on the schools that specialize in maybe something in particular that you're looking for. But mm-hmm. also keep your idea that some majors do not lend themselves to jobs immediately after graduation. So think about it. If you're if you're going into more of a psychology or speech therapy or philosophy even something like pre-med, pre-law, um, these typically require obviously some type of post-college graduation and education, you know, in order to get those degrees. So uh, some students, you know, they, they want their four years and they want to be done, and, and there's nothing mm-hmm. wrong with that. But if you are one to, hey, withstand not only the four years but even beyond, then, then that's something to even think about. So, you know, accounting, computer science, journalism, uh Education, these typically don't require additional school after your college graduation. So um, just because you're in college to help prepare you for a career does not necessarily mean you need to pick a major that does not require any school afterward. Keep in mind if just your future, what, what are your future goals? So, And not all schools have the same major. So if a specific major right. is important, you know, be sure to apply to that school or that major. I think one of the things is you don't, you don't want to settle. I mean, you know, college can be a very lousy investment if you put a lot of money into it and then you end up uh, not going to the one that you really should have went to or you end up getting a degree in something that really wasn't what you wanted. So so keep that in mind. And I think some of the popular fields for undergraduate nowadays are agricultural, community science, education, engineering, English, you know, foreign languages, biology, mathematics. Uh, military science. I mean, these are some of the ones that that are very, very popular. So, of course, think about the academic requirements. You know, always check with the admissions requirements uh, when, when you're researching any school because some of them have very strict admissions, uh, you know, uh, requirements that 
uh, and then some are very lenient. So I think knowing what you need to do to apply will help you plan effectively. So one school might rely heavily on a certain thing and one might rely heavily on something else. So keep that in mind. You know, I, when I, one of the seminars I do is talking about building a homeschool transcript. And I always tell the parents, you know, you don't know where your kids are going to be in four years. I mean, they're probably going to change their mind who knows how many times because they're teenagers. And you should always shoot for the more distinguished program when you're filling out your transcripts and you're, you know, adding classes because you'd hate to get to the end of the high school years and your child be a senior and all of a sudden say, you know, mom, I'm thinking about being an engineer. And now all of a sudden you need to realize that you need another math or science in there. And so I think that if we just plan higher than what we think, and if, you know, then I think that you can cover all your bases and you don't have to scramble later. And it's certainly not going to hurt the kids. You know what? School is their job right now, and that's mm-hmm. what they should be concentrating on. And I think that if they you know, go in with that kind of attitude that, you know, this is for your future life, then, you know, you shouldn't have a whole lot of trouble with them as you're, as you're you know, filling out their, their high school plan for the next four years. Very good. And we did a show on, um, I just looked really quickly, Transcripts, Your Key to Free College, which is podcast 16. And I'll put that link on uh, the website as well. Well, thank you so much, Jean. Um, I appreciate all your information and knowledge. You are awesome. So uh, you're walking, talking encyclopedia of this stuff. It's so great. I love it. And oh, thank uh, you. And, yeah, and congrats um, with your Fox News contributor, which I've known about for a while now. But if everybody hasn't, it's really awesome. And uh, so visit uh, Jean on her website at collegeprepgenius.com and all of the show notes, uh, which are a lot from today, uh, will be available on the website as well. And it's podcast um, 53, The Checklist for Choosing a College. Um, Thanks so much, Jean, and we'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Bye. Well, thanks so much for listening to the College Prep Genius Radio Show. You can find more episodes at collegeprepgenius.com forward slash podcast or listen on iTunes, on your favorite podcast app, on your phone, on your computer, or on the go. Remember, visit collegeprepgenius.com for more information and we'll see you soon.